0: Hello and welcome to the Olympian for Jesus podcast. This is episode 67. I am your host, Pastor Mike Matthews, and today's episode is called The Consumer Congregation. I'm going to tell you today things your pastor or pastors do not feel free to be able to tell you. Um, I'm going to keep it real with you uh, because sometimes people suck and sometimes people suck at church. And sometimes sucky people uh, get into positions of power. I know that, but sometimes uh, you need to look at the people sitting in the pews too, because his mindset of um, the, customers, the customer is always right has um, snuck into American church. So American consumerism is alive and well, in the American church, it becomes an entertainment center. It becomes people wanting events, 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 and it becomes the idea we want to be a fun church. We want to be um uh, a event-driven church. But I am going to tell you what makes ministry harder uh, for pastors. Um, this is a stripped-down um, episode. We are just going to keep it simple. We are going to look at uh. A couple passage uh, uh, for people who are listening on the audio um, uh, podcast. I, I will do my best to speak clearly so you can have um, the passages we're going to um, be looking at. But before we get into today's topic, um, I want to let you know, um, if you're new to the channel, please give us uh, a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, help us to build our community. Help us to uh, build um, our reach to help people trust God in hard circumstance. If you're new to the place, our motto is uh, limp well, limp loved. Because we are all limping. Rather, it's physical, emotional, spiritual, um, relational. We all we are all bounding things that make life hard and we started this ministry in this podcast to um, help people live well for Jesus. I don't want you to uh, check out on church. I don't want you to go the deconstruction route. I know that's really big right now and my heart is for folks who have been hurt by church for all kind of reasons. Um, In the next several weeks, we have some exciting opportunities to hear from a pastor about what makes a healthy church. And we are going to be interviewing a couple who serves in ministry together and why that is vital for a couple who uh, wants a life that honors Christ. So, but today, I'm going to keep it real with you. uh, pastors are human, um, and I just got a question for you. If you hate going to your job, do, does that not make the job harder for you to do? And, the, and I'm going to tell you what. Uh, a couple years ago when um, John Piper uh, did an a article on DesiringGod.com about you should pursue your pastor's joy. It spoke to me so much because as a young pastor, I was battling battling some hard pastoral moments. You know, it's hard to want to get up and go to work when you go to work and people just complain, complain, complain about everything that you're doing. Like, everything I do sucks. It can't be that bad, but there are some people who get into church, and here, I understand this. I'm gonna to be totally honest with you because your pastor can't because he likes his job. Um, there are some people who don't have power in their everyday life. They're not bosses, they're not supervisors. They They don't have any type of authority in their life. So the last place and often the only place that they get any type of authority is in church. They get to become elders, deacons, Sunday school teachers, head of ministries, and if they, their heart is not in the right place. That power can go to their head. And a lot of times in church, um, the pastor is seen as an um, uh, employee of everybody and not a shepherd like the Bible wants us to be. Um, I, I've i been told crazy things as a pastor. Uh... uh uh, you're not my favorite. You're not my pick for the pastor. That was told me my first year in ministry as a senior pastor. Every freaking Sunday, a guy would tell me he didn't like me. He didn't like my preaching. And I was like, oh boy, there's five other churches in town. Pick one if you, if I'm not your cat. It's okay. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And you're clearly you're not every one cup of tea eater. So there is a pastor beyond uh, constructive criticism, no. But if you complain and be a Debbie Downer every freaking Sunday and every freaking Wednesday or whatever ministry that is going on, it's gonna suck your pastor's joy for the ministry. And that's not gonna be good for you. If you have a pastor who finds it hard to come to work, because the people suck, Um, he's not gonna joyfully minister to you or be a servant leader. You know, there were times where I would spend all day at the hospital, serving sick people and being uh, being there for people who were passing away. And then I would get home and I would check my voicemails and it'd be someone complaining about church about a song we sang, about a sermon point I made, and it just drone it just wrecked on your soul for a while. Like 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 homeboys, chill. Like, you know, just chill. Like there there is appropriate time to uh bring up uh constructive criticisms and stuff like that. Uh first and foremost, pa- fellow pastors, you need to be Number one, you need to be pursuing your joy and what you're you're called to do. You need to do it because um, you are called to be a pastor. You love Jesus. You love people. If you don't love Jesus or people, then you need to find something else to do. But, okay, I'm going to bring this up. We are going to be looking at Hebrews 13. Um 13, 17, and um, this is biblical, guys. This is why you need to care about this. Okay, let me, um, okay. So Hebrews 13, 13, uh, uh, 17 reads like this. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be no advantage to you. Sorry for hearing me slurp coffee. Okay, let's read the text again. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls, as those who have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Okay, let's unpack this. Verses like this is very hard for us as Americans to obey. Because we don't like being told what to do. We don't like to be under authority. We don't like, we want to call our shocks. We want to call our own shocks. But when you become a member of a church, a biblical church, and you are saying, I am, when you become a member of a church, you are saying that you are agreeing to be submitting to a biblical Foundation of leadership. Okay, so so when you, as a church, someone said to me one time when I was a younger pastor, uh, who g- who gave him the right to go buy Bibles for kids? When you voted a pastor in as a as a congregation, you were biblically saying we are we give you the ability to lead us in our ministry. Okay, and hopefully you have a pastor that is submitting to Jesus and his attitude is he's an under shepherd of Jesus. And Jesus really is calling the shots in his heart. So I constantly was battling people wanting to complain and control what I did, what I said. And whenever I didn't agree with something, they would quickly remind me of how fast day, uh, fire churches. I mean, fire pastors. I'm going to tell you, here's a rule. If your church is known for how many pastors they have, uh, if you're a young family and you really want to be a part of a church that is healthy and spiritually, get the hell out right now. Just don't be part of that. Um, here's what happens. A lot of churches, get what I call the church mafia for whatever reason. These are, it could be one family, could be a couple of families. It could be for all kinds of reasons. They're the ones who tithe the most. They're the ones who volunteer the most. For some reason, they have the power this way. Church's decisions. And the church mafia makes life hard for a pastor. Here's what pastors want we want to pour our life into your life, walking with you to help equip you to be a, more, a mature Christian, to help each other grow in our joy um, for, of the Lord. When you when the church has a church mafia and has a group of people who feel like they control the church and they just fight against everything the pastor is trying to do, it makes pastoring hard for the pastor and the family. You cannot have this self-centered attitude where preference is king and if the pastor does or says something you don't like, get you get, uh, you get a, a bug up your butt about it and you it has to be your way so um, the these words in like verses 17 obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account see as a pastor, good or bad or ugly, I will have to give account to the Lord for how I pastored His people. Okay? So, I'll have to give an account. Pastoring has a high standard. I admit that. But here's what the writer of Hebrews tells us. Let them do this with joy not with groaning you don't want your pastor to be pastoring you with groaning and what makes him groan is a a a stiff-necked people okay A, a people who just make life hard these are the church cairns and the Debbie Downers uh you know who they are in your church you know if you did life with people uh long enough, you know who is the church Mafia, you know who is the church cairns, and you know who is the church Debbie Downer. I once had a guy um who came to Bible study to just argue and complain with me. He never once uh truly listened to the things I was teaching and you could see in his mouth that he was just getting ready to talk As I'm talking, he wasn't listening or processing what was being taught. He was just getting ready for his next reply. And he would argue and complain everything that I taught. Um, Listen, if you don't like a pastor and you don't like his teaching, um, then go find a new church. Um, You don't always need to get your way, okay? And that's the problem with American Christianity is uh, it's a club. And when we don't like the club leader, we want to vote him out. We want to get him away. Now, I'm not talking about, listen, I am the first pastor who will admit some pastors are narcissists, narcissists. Some pastors just flat out suck and should not be in ministry. But this passage makes it clear that the congregation member has a calling, to to care about his pastor's joy or her pastor's joy. You should be pursuing it. Um, and he should be pursuing your joy. And it should be a mutual edification of helping each other uh, pursue joy in Christ. Okay, to grow that. Now, what is going on that this happens? Uh, and how do um, how do you fight against this? You need a biblical response. Um, this idea that the customer is always right, you need to drop that at the door of the church. The customer is not always right. You're not always, you're not always right. There are going to be times when your pastor in love has to preach things from the Bible, who will that will convict you. He will make decisions as a pastor, spiritual decisions. Who should be uh, the elders and the deacons should help him lead the church. Ministry is hard. Pastoring is hard. Don't make it tougher than it has to be. Why would you want him to be a a grump, grumpy all the time, and ministry is hard for him? Why would you want that for you? See, listen. Here's what the writer says. For... For this would be of no advantage to you. Hey, a pastor who hates coming to work is not going to be a pastor you want to be around. Okay? Well, you're not going to be around him. He could I have seen the most loving, joyful pastors just get eating eaten up by churches. And see, churches, I'm gonna be I'm gonna get real with you. Churches get reputations among pastors. Don't go there, bro. Don't go there. They're a stubborn church. They are a tough church. They will not allow you to do ministry. They will not not support you. They will not support your family. These conversations happen, church. So, knock it off. Just knock it off. And confront the people in your church who act like this. Yes, use Matthew 18. The the principle of um, dealing with sin in the church and, and church discipline, Jesus showed us how to do it in Matthew 18. Go to them one-on-one, show them their ways. You have to check the church Cairns and the church Debbie Downers. You have to. You cannot allow... Uh, parasites inside the congregation. You cannot let people in positions of power who will make ministry harder for your pastor and shepherds and deacons and bishops and overseers because it will hurt your walk too. There's that old church joke of uh, a mom knocking on the door of her son's uh, um, room and said, son, it's Sunday, you got to go to church. And he's like, I don't want to go, mom. I don't want to go. The people are mean there. And and she goes, son, you got to go. You're the pastor. Hey, listen, I know that is a corny joke, but there's a lot of truth in that joke. If your pastor is groaning and finding it hard to come to church, that's going to be hard on you too because he's not going to be a happy pastor, a joyful pastor, and he's going to do it out of duty. Just like I said in my devotional from a couple days ago from younger pastors, I told them, you know, you need to... As a young pastor, you better love being a pastor and you better love God and love people or don't do it. This is the other piece of it. You as a congregation member better be the type of people that a pastor want to show up to and preach. My first Sunday as a preacher, as a new pastor, I had a guy yell, yell in my direction. He shouldn't be a pastor because he's a crippled and he's wearing jeans. What the hell, bro? Like, really? So, I'm not. I'm not changing anything about how God made me as a pastor. And you shouldn't change anything about who you are. Um, that God made you to be. I am not a suit wearing pastor. If you come to one of my church services, I'm probably rocking jeans, a hoodie. Um, I'm not trying to make any political st- statement by doing that. With my walking ability, sweatpants, Adidas pants, uh, dressing sporty, is uh, it's easier for me to walk that way. And I want people to know that you don't have to perform for church. You come as you are. You love Jesus as you are. Um, and he transforms us. God cares more about your heart than your shirt and what you look like. Okay. That's why I I did it. But there are such people in church that are so difficult to pastor that this verse here that tells that tells us let them do this with joy and not with groaning. So more and more pastors are quitting every year. And Part of it is because they are trying to love people who are making ministry a groan for them. That's why. Like, have you, as a as a church member, have you ever done that pew step where you see Karen down there who's always, you know, a bundle of joy to be around and you sidestep them and you don't talk to them during the day? Imagine being the pastor who you're constantly complained about and and criticized, and then you're expected to be kind to people who just crap on everything you do. You can see why that would cause someone to groan, right? If you go to your job and your coworkers are complaining about everything you do and, and your employees are saying that you're a crap boss, you're a crap manager, you're a crap supervisor, we're better, better off without you. Or, here's what church does, they love to compare you to the last guy, right? They hated the last guy too, but if they can use him to diss you, they're going to do that. And I know that, when I leave a church, that next guy is going to be compared to me i I experienced that as a youth pastor. I had a buddy of mine take over a youth ministry job after me. I knew him and I in the time when I was there was tough but they compared him they compared him to me and that was making his that he hated that I knew he hated that like hey. Our last pastor was better than you guy. You should be more like him. Would you like to be here that at your job all the time? No. So here's what you can do as a congregation member. Support your pastor. Volunteer for ministry. Pray for their joy. Uh don't complain about everything. That that would be good. Like if you have a if you have here's the problem with constructive constructive criticism. When you complain about everything, something that's true and constructive will go right over the pastor's head because he has a wall up because you have treated him like crap up to that point. So so know how to speak to a pastor in in humility if you had to talk. About something that's on your heart, do it, but don't complain about everything. And and you know, invite. Okay, small tips you can do: pray for them, love on them, support them, show up to Sunday, actively listen to sermons, take notes, ask some questions about the sermon, um, invite him and his family to dinner. Just show hospitality. Show that family that they are more than just um, a paid performer for you on Sundays invest in their life okay Uh, if they have kids offer to uh, babysit their kids so the husband and wife can go have a date night show your pastor that you care about his walk and his joy in the Lord first I'm going to tell you that the churches I have served, the people who were uh, the people who were just a joy to be around, they made ministry so much easier to do, even on the darkest days. My first pastor, you know, I we went through a, a global pandem- pandemic together in 2020. That was a hard time. We had a lot of things thrown at our small congregation. The people that got me through that are the people who did not make ministry a groaning experience for me. Okay? when Here's what happens all the time. This is why a lot of churches don't grow. This is why a lot of churches are not healthy in America. When a pastor leaves, and I, I, I do my homework. I ask hard questions. When you ask a church why a pastor left, and I, I do this a lot on the inter- interview circuit. When I, When I get interviewed for a new church, I started to ask better questions. Cause there was a point in my life where I just wanted to be in ministry. I was eager and I wanted to serve people and I wanted to teach people about Jesus. And, and if a church wanted me, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what I started to do. Start to ask why, uh, churches lose their pastors. One church that I interviewed for a couple, uh, last year, in a three-year period, they had four pastors. Um, I went to public school, yo, and I'm not that great at math, but that those numbers don't add up. And when I searched their church, their Facebook, the the one pastor did a sermon where he quits. He quit. He he quits mid sermon. He he turns in his key. He turns in the and the, the church credit card and he goes I know the 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 uh, uh, gripe about me is I wasn't very loving during COVID and and um and then he just goes in on people. He's like but to be fair a lot of you people were unkind and unloving and and pretty mean to me and my family and, and yo. First of all, I don't know why they ever allow that sermon to be broadcast. Because to me, when I saw that sermon, I went, ruff for Charlie, ruff road?" Because a culture like that, where you have the congregation and church bickering, there is a culture there that is unhealthy. So I went on this interview, and I asked him about that sermon and about what was going on. And they started mumbling and jumbling and, and just, just blaming him, blaming him, blaming him, blaming him. And I asked, I said, who's the church mafia? And when I said that, one of the pulpit search committee members said, I told y'all, see, I caught them in a real honest human moment. See? Dying churches die because they don't want to own up to mistakes. They don't want to own up to sins. And they don't care. They don't want to change as long as they get their way. I didn't get that job, by the way. Um, I think... I think that was very uh, cathargic for me, that interview process because I've been on some real harsh interviews as a pastor and that was like the first interview um, post, post uh, leaving my first pastor and, and um, I was just being real with people and I'm always transparent. Uh, I can be transparent to a fault, but congregations, you should care about your pastor's joy. You should make pastoring uh, a joy to do. Uh, if anything, don't distract don't subtract from it, right so so together, the pastor and the church member needs to be, Um, needs to be pursuing each other's joy in in Christ. Um, If you treat your pastor like an employee and a whipping boy, uh, he's not going to stay around long. He's not. If you treat him like a a piece of uh, computer equipment, I, no lie, no lie, I once put, um, garbage out of a church office and I saw one of my church members with a notebook looking through the garbage and I came out and I said, I said, ma'am, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm taking an inventory of the things that you threw away so I can complain about it later. Oh God. Really? Really? I know that sounds like a weird, extreme, extreme case. But, homies, pastors deal with this all the time. I I don't know why some churches feel this way. I once, I once interviewed for a church for eight months. They had me come preach for eight months and then they hired someone uh, someone of someone of someone's cousin became a pastor. So for eight months, they dragged me around, they drug, they they led me on. Oh, you're gonna be the pastor. You're gonna be the pastor. You're gonna be the pastor. And then they voted someone else in. And you know what they told me when they called me and told me no? Pastor Mike, don't worry because we go through pastors like water. What? Well, guess what? That's not a church I want to be shepherding. I have told every church that I have ever pastored, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a social club director. I want to be a pastor. I'm going to shepherd you. I'm going to disciple you. I'm gonna be with you when life sucks. I'm gonna be with you when your child dies. I'm gonna be with you when that cancer diagnosis comes through. I'm gonna be be with you when life is hard, and when life is happy, I'm gonna weep with you. I'm gonna rejoice with you in good times. I want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a club director. And I I used to tell my last church, if you want to join the club, go down to the American Legion, or go down to the Moose Lodge, or go because here we are going to be an embassy of heaven. We are going to be about knowing Christ and making him known. And we are going to do life together. Homies, that's what people want. That's what pastors want. They want a biblical community to shepherd and to be an example to. So be part of that, guys. Be part of that. Let's let's read the text one more time before we close today's episode. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account, let them do this with joy and with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. All right. Don't be a sucky churchgoer. Yes, we hear about how many pastors are sucky in America, there's a lot of American Christianity and a lot of American church leaders who shouldn't be in ministry. But if you have a biblical pastor who is walking the walk and... Okay, we're back. So if you have a, a biblical pastor, a shepherd, that means all the qualifications, don't make life hard for them, okay? In, clo- in closing, yes, Internet, you're working. In closing, um, I just want to let you know, uh, podcasts, follow us on uh, YouTube, subscribe to the Nipping for Jesus ministry uh, page. Uh, you can find us on podcasts. And this week, I started a new uh, uh ad- opportunity I want to try on Twitch. I have Nipping for Jesus Gaming if you are a game no. if you are on a gamer and you like uh twitch, head over there and follow us follow me at nimping for jesus gaming i I want to show uh people that a real side of pastors. I love gaming and I want to share that people with disabilities can be gamers too. I play with my right hand because I can't use my left side that well. And uh, there's a funny video where right now of me reacting to the Walking Dead game I'm playing. So, uh, so there's all kinds of ways to connect with us. And I'm going to end this like I always do. Limp well today for Jesus. Limp on for Jesus and limp love for Jesus until next time. I am Pastor Mike for limping for Jesus. God bless, guys, and have a great weekend. And this podcast is good for those who are going to go to church this weekend. How about you say something kind to your pastor this weekend to just let them know that you appreciate? them and their family and the sacrifice they make every every day to be a pastor. All right, guys, God bless and have a great weekend.